Yo, this is Zero from El Vu and LA Natives Podcast. And I'm happy to announce that Malinali Superfoods now has a storefront location. And we invite all our community to come and partake in our family recipes, in our ancient foods, and in our intention. Our intention is to gather our community, to share the wisdom of our ancestors, but most of all, have a place to be ourselves. So we invite you to come to 4528 Whittier Boulevard in the heart of East Los Angeles. So come, stop by, enjoy our awas, our superfood smoothies, our nutrient powders, and understand that food is our medicine. Our ancestors were brilliant engineers, and they created strong, powerful foods that we share with the community. Aho, omateo, tonansi, tonato. this interview with you for like a yeah, while I know. I know. it uh, isn't like welcome. like oh let's go get dj it's like when can he come because funny thing is that uh mando hit me up a bunch of times and uh every absolutely time, can you put the oh, mic as close to yeah, your mouth as possible it's okay yeah mando hit me up a bunch of times and uh every time like he hit me up uh that there was a date available like yeah. i was already booked for something you know absolutely like, I, absolutely. I was going out of town or I had a, a gig or something, you know what I mean? So, well, you know, Zero was always telling me, yo, we got to book DJ Warlock <laughs> One. Yeah. Right, Zero? Yeah. I thought, you know, look, in the LA underground, in the LA underground hip hop scene, I have a pleasure of watching people grow up in this thing. You know what I mean? Not that I watched him because we were at the same time, but to see DJ Warlock One where he is right now and the people he's worth mess with, like, you know, Jag. You did Azamatli too, right? Yeah. Azamatli. He's done me, right? Uh, um, Doctrine of Discovery, which was a massive, massive. Yeah, know. shout out to Jag and uh, Azamatli, man. Uh, you know, uh, I, you know, barely recently we started working on some stuff. Yeah. And it's just the, you know, the start of, of uh, you know, more projects to come. You know. Absolutely. Well, see, this is the thing: is that 
we're me and Armando are trying to put together uh, somewhat of a category of artists that are known as indigenous hip hop right. artists, right? Like people that come from this continent, people that understand the migration roots and knowing how to live in a different environment other than their home environment, but still understanding, you know, the sacredness of Mother Earth and, and all that stuff. So not necessarily that you have to talk about that or rap about that or any of that. I'm just saying that indigenous voices have a huge voice here. And in, in our category, in our world, in our mundo, you're one of the top producers. And I feel honored to be here today, to be honest with you. Like, um, you know, I, I've, uh, you know, dreamed uh, of this moment, you know, being in the uh, Alienators podcast, you know, like wow. since it came out. And, um, mm. you know, I'm a big fan of the podcast, mm. matter of fact. Mm. Um, I, I do listen to it, uh, not live, because, you know, it just, you know, by the time that you guys Absolutely. come out, I might be at work or something, but uh, I do go back to, to the channel and then oh, watch, thanks, bro. listen, you know, it's, uh, you know, I love it, you know, like, I love what you're yeah. doing, I love what you talk about, I love the way that, uh, you know, you uh, approach things, yeah. like, you don't really approach them in a way that, uh, you know, like a, like a one-sided way, you know, like, uh, you know, a lot of other people do, you yeah. know, like you cannot, you try to, you know, kind of, you know, hit that middle ground of before you start, before you actually, uh, you know, I'll give you your opinion, you know, so. Absolutely. Armando, you know how I say that, that, that Conejo's like the Mexican Nas? Absolutely. Well, you know who, who the, the indigenous DJ Premier is? So, <laughs> this brother right here. Absolutely. And I feel the same way. That, he's that guy. He's that level. <laughs> you know, me being. Uh, thank you, Ciro. I appreciate that, man. Like, I'm going to tell you that's why. That's a compliment. <laughs> I'm going to tell you why. I'm not going to just tell you because, because you know how to produce on the old machines. Mm -hmm. Those old machines trigger different. Yeah. Their, their compression to the, the keyboard is different, your timing is different, yeah. which prepares you to master the new digital world, right? Right, Where you're just pulling up beats and samples are really yeah. cut really nice. And, you know, so that's why I feel like you are um, the indigenous yeah. version of Thank DJ you. Premier. Yeah, I mean, I do, I do, uh, I, I still, to this day, I still mess with, mess around with uh, uh, old school samplers or, um, you know, like samples from the '80s, like the Insonic EPS, Insonic yes. uh, ASR10. Yeah. I mean, uh, what you're hearing right here is the EPS, the Insonic EPS. Okay. And uh, one thing that uh, uh, about this uh, sampler is the that that uh, the whole uh, 36 chambers was produced on the EPS. There you go. You know what I mean? So it that's why it has a certain that, yeah. grittiness yeah. to it. it. There's like the the way you store samples now in a clean digital form mm -hmm. was not the way you used to store samples yeah. on those. Yeah, I mean, uh, um, if, if, if you want to talk about samplers, samplers, it's already digital, you know, like right. e even from the 80s, uh, it's already digital. Um, you know, the only thing is that the storage back then was a, a lot harder than it is now. You know, right. back then uh, you couldn't really store gigabytes of uh, samples in your machine. You could only do like a, on a floppy disk, probably right. you could hold like know seven ten seconds of audio right and that was your beat right. looped. well my first you know I mean? uh, jaguar prophecies was was produced on a cord triton and so i had to use floppy disks floppy to store disk. yeah sometimes it would take three floppy disks for the just for one for one beat right yeah for yeah. one beat yeah and then and that's a, that's the word they used to record too like multi-track right yeah uh, like like your songs and, all, and everything. absolutely yeah so 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 just imagine having that uh 
that amount of space to work on a song and, and then like you were not like i don't know where you just ran out of space yeah and then that's it like that's it for you you can't really i mean you you have to erase something to create something new absolutely or, i mean yeah you're get limited a, get a brand new disc yeah you're you're limited mm -hmm. to to the creativity with those flat that was the one thing about creating that jaguar prophecies album was the limitation in samples like you had to be oh well, this one's too long it's not fitting i don't want to put two and then oh top, how about this you have half the beat on one and half the beat on the other mm -hmm. and you lose one yeah exactly or it gets corrupted or it gets corrupted yeah. exactly mm -hmm. and now that beat's gone yeah. that's what i'm talking about it's, it's still happening to me to this day with the uh, eps because the eps uses a uh, um uh, floppy and you know like nowadays you can't really get floppies you know like uh yeah, on you amazon you can get like some floppies and but they're expensive you know and i mean i do i do order floppies here and there just whenever i'm working on a, on a new project that i want to use the eps exclusively for that that's what i'm talking about though mm -hmm. in, in in terms of a production or a producer a lot of fools just get stuck with either editing sound waves and putting them together cleverly or I told my son, my son wants to get into making beats. I told him, you need to go buy an MPC 1000 or MPC uh, 2000. Yeah. Learn there because that's going to prepare you for the digital world that they created for you. Right. If you can get that, you'll understand the concepts of going into the software mode and having all the power you need. Yeah. Um, I but, mean, he might not have to go all the way back to a MPC 1000. I mean, he can already, he can get like a controller and a computer. Mm -hmm. And still, and still, like treated as an NPC, because that you know, NPC has that thing where, uh, even though they have they have a dope ass software that you know that they're putting out and they update it like the, all the time, you know, their software and their hardware is still like integrated, mm. like in, in a way that mm. you don't even have to look at the computer to produce ah. if you're using a controller, like the yeah. NPC. That's yeah. what I wanted him to do: is mm -hmm. look at the controller, mm -hmm. exactly. don't look at the screen. because yeah. that's kind of deceiving, you know. Right. In my in my. Yeah, I, I mean, uh, that's a that's a whole controversy about, you know, like between producers and, and, uh, and you know, artists, you know, and engineers, you know, mm -hmm. like the um, the computer versus the uh, hardware, you know, I mean, like that's that's been going on for years and uh, we could, you know, we, we could touch on it and we could talk about it. And then, uh, we, you know, I don't know if people's going to start commenting about, I mean, if mm -hmm. there is an engineers that prefer <laughs> hardware or software, I mean, it's, it's a whole yes. war out there it's kind of like that. analog and digital right everybody's yeah. going to claim that analog sound mm -hmm. is way better than the digital sound or, yeah. or someone that goes oh i press my music on vinyl and that music is uncomparable to cds yeah. or mp3s or whatever right. you know but <clears throat> now we know your talent how did you get here dj how did you get to lost aslan how did you get to la natives i got i got here via bus yeah <laughs> Uh, and then, uh, you know, across the border, uh, you know, inside the, uh, Oh, okay. So uh, what's the original where, where you started off where though? Um, I was born in, uh, Ishimuleo. Ishimuleo. Uh, yeah. That's the region, uh, in, you know, like Mesoamerica, like uh -huh. Central America. I'm, I'm, you know, what am I born? Nice. So, uh, around 1995, yeah, 1995, uh, you know, uh, I was, uh, 10 years old and that's when, uh, you know, my mom decided to bring me out, you know? Yeah. And, um, so you had to travel through, um, Mexico, Guatemala, and then through Mexico. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's not just one border you cross, you cross. I cross two borders. I cross the border into Mexico and then cross all the Mexico and then I cross the border. And what year, Mexico. and what year was that? That was 95. 95. 95, yeah. Wow. I was uh, 10 years old and then, uh, what amazing, yeah. I, mean, I, I think people don't understand how hard that is to do Yeah. and, and to get here in the hopes of, 
of doing your dream. Dude, look at your dream. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, I, I mean, at that age, you yeah, really don't I, have any dreams yet, or uh -huh. you don't really think about the future. You're just a kid. Yeah. You're just yeah. a kid, and then, uh, you know, I mean, uh, at that time, you know, there was a lot of shit happening over there. You know, poverty. You know, I mean, lack of funds, lack of uh, work. You know, what I mean, uh, um, you know, my parents were not in in, in the best terms. Right. You know what I mean? Um, my mother was a single mother, you know what I mean? Yeah. She had already been here before, you know, so she had been here um, about four years. Uh, so she left us, me and my two brothers, uh, she left us out there with my grandma, you know? Yeah. So uh, my grandma, rest in peace, you know what I mean? Uh, uh, you know, she's my second mother, you know what I mean? Right. Uh, and I learned so much from my grandma, you know what okay. I mean? Like uh, that, like I said, that, you know, she's my second mother and, you know, and, and all of that, all the knowledge that she gave me, like, I'm going to, you know, pass it down to my to the next generations. Absolutely. Because it's, it's sacred, you know, yeah. it's sacred uh, uh, knowledge. That, Absolutely. That and, love, uh, that type mm -hmm. of love, I, I experienced that type of love with my mm -hmm. grandmother. Like, and it's a it's a love that's, like, it's unmatched, right? Yeah. You know, because to see yourself, like, you have your child, you love your child, but then to see your child have a child that kind of resembles you or you have that, mm -hmm. a part of that life. I could imagine how the bond between you and your grandma yeah. and then and then how difficult that was to you know grow up because people want a better life right and they and and they'll do almost anything to get it and travel through dangerous dangerous places just to get there. i gotta give it to my mom's man because my mom's the one that really you know she's the, she's responsible for Digital Warlock One actually even existing, you know what I mean? Like even being here today, you know, like my mom's, you know. Absolutely. Uh, uh, she's the one that actually, you know, made the trip out here. She came out here. She made some, you know, a little bit of money. Went back to get us, get me and my brothers, you know, and uh, to, you know, to give us a better life. You know, I mean, that's what you know. That's the 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 dream that's sold to us, you know, right. to everybody out there right. in, in Latin America. You know what and I mean? And so um, now that you're an adult. Did you did you feel like I'm not talking about your mom's effort to give you a better life mm -hmm. that because that's something different. You know, when you come from extreme poverty, that's almost anything goes. Get let's get them to the safest place. That's the way it was with yeah. me. I mean, I grew up very poor and so I was a workaholic to get my family out of the environments that yeah. I grew up in. Right. The yeah. very dangerous environments. Um. So but the question is, do you feel you know, your mom's dream of giving you a better life. Do you feel like it's fulfilled? Like, did you get, did you get? In a way, yes. That. In a way, yes. Yeah. Because, Explain um, that. Because that's a positive thing. A lot of people go, oh, yeah, I cross the border and I get mistreated. But, man, there's a difference between having to have dirt yeah. for your floor or living in, in a poverty yeah. neighborhood. But, you know, if you have good community and you have good yeah. connections. I'm not going to lie. I mean, uh, for me. You know, like, you know, coming out here, it was definitely a, a better situation, mm -hmm. even though it wasn't a perfect one. Mm -hmm. uh, it was it was definitely better than it was out there in Guatemala. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, so, um, you know, I came out here, it was the same. I mean, it was the 90s, you know what I mean? Right. Like, you remember the 90s in Pico Union, it was really, you know, everywhere you go, you get stopped. I was a 10-year-old kid. I couldn't yeah. go anywhere that I, I got stopped, you know, to, you know where you're right. from. Right. I mean, if, if I wasn't from any hood, like Dangerous they wanted to in, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, so, so that's that's what I came to, you know what I mean? And uh, I'll talk a lot, I'll talk about that a little bit later, you know, when when you know when I got involved with hip hop mm -hmm. and, how, and how I got involved with hip hop. Right. But um, going back to like you know um, you know if my brother's uh, dream was fulfilled, I would say yes, it was Good. because um, me and my brothers are 
you know, we all, we're all adults now. We all have our families, and um, you know, we 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 all. Um, she gave us a good example. You know, she set this example for us to to go go for what we want, right. and you know, go for what we need uh, to fight for it. Um, you know, and not give up. Nice. You know what I mean? No matter what life throws at us, um, you know, she she uh, she saw it, she taught us that you know there's so uh, you know you have to get up and you know try again. You know, don't give up. That you know that I mean? that's a good point because yeah. I remember you from long time ago. From the gigs, mm-hmm. right? When you were rapping, yeah, right. I remember those shows. I remember you. Okay. And then I saw you again with the beats, and I was like, "Oh well, he's not rapping no more." How long? I, I, I'm this? still rapping. Well, I mean, <laughs> but the focus was more on their, your production. Like right. I didn't see. Mm-hmm. Like I, I remember your posts where your studio was all white, the all white room. Oh, okay, yeah. And you would do a lot of posts, and you would yeah. get rappers to come in there, and mm-hmm. you would just. Do it consistently. Yeah, I mean that's it. that's a, that's kind of like just stages in your life where where you have to kind of like set some things aside to get better at other things. Mm. And and uh, for me to get good at the production, I just had to shut up for a bit. Mm. You know what I mean? Like I just I just felt like if I mean I could continue to record uh, albums and produce albums and shit, but you know, and, and they're all gonna just end up in uh, in iTunes and Spotify and with no listeners. You mm. know what I mean? Like I, that's why that's why I told myself. Right. Or I could just get better at this production shit and then you know get. You know, uh, quality MCs on my music and right. uh, better MCs than me. You know what I mean? You know, because you know you have to kind of like also expand. You know, you, you can't right. you can't think. You know, like even though I could I could do it all, like you know I'm not gonna just do everything by myself. Like I I, I do want to work with a team. Mm-hmm. I do want to work with other talent. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I do want to expand. Mm-hmm. On, on the talent, you know that that we have available locally. You know, to right. to make things happen. You know, that's I mean? what so, I love about you is that you do understand the underground mm-hmm. like you know like when i hit you with the beat you're like oh yeah dude this is what i charge and it wasn't like that it was like dude let's okay how are we gonna work it out all right good let's do it and it was like oh that's a that's a person that is gonna grind it out and if any success comes of course we that's yeah, the kind of relationship yeah. we have it's like why would it be like when you create classic music and i've been making music for 22 years when you can make music that doesn't go out of style or you, people go, oh, when did you release that? You know, I was like, yeah, 18 years ago. You know, that was a long time. And it sounds like you did it yesterday. Exactly. <laughs> that, but that's yeah. because you're, that's the art that I'm talking about. And mm-hmm. and when I when I asked you to do the Doctrine of Discovery, I was like, dude, it's going to be like that. But with me not having to do the other part of it. Right? Because right. when, you, when you're an MC and you want to, no one can, you know, that's why we're talking about this. Because yeah. you know what it's like to be an MC. It's cool to be an MC, but then if you have to engineer that, mm-hmm. and then if you have to produce the beat to that, and then if you have to like master and mix it, mm-hmm. that's a lot of. It's a lot of it's a lot of things. Uh, it's a lot of like things. Haywire. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, in my case, uh, I got involved, you know, in, into the music like you know early on. Uh, this is I'm, I'm probably I've been doing this for like maybe like 15 plus years. Yeah. Know? Yeah. And uh, I started with hardware, you know, like before Pro Tools was even a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember my first uh, digital uh, uh, 8-track recorder, you know what I mean, that I started recording on. Right. Before the computers, you know, when once computers were uh, available to record but or, what, or affordable. Yo, but what was the first reason why you bought your first piece of hardware? Like, you know, way back. Well, I mean, it, it was the inspiration, you know, basically, you know, I wanted to do hip-hop. I mean, I wanted to, I wanted to create my own hip hop. I wanted to. But so, who was, who was the artist that took you there? That went, oh man, I'm gonna do that. That's what I'm gonna well, do. Well, I mean, you were like, yo, warlock. Was it an underground? Was, 
let, let's go grab your first ever MP. My first uh, ever MP was Wu Tang. Mm. <laughs> I mean, that's it, it was it was Wu Tang because uh, you know that's the sound that really I fell in love with in the beginning. But mm. I mean, um, you know, being in LA, you know, basically, you know, like right here, we used to listen to West Coast hip hop, mm -hmm. like West Coast rap, West Coast right. gangster rap. Totally that's, that's different basically beats. Totally I, different beats. That's what I grew up listening to. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Uh, in high school, in middle school, that that's what I was listening to. I was listening to to the Chronic, uh, you know, like uh, Doggy Style. You know, and then a little later, you know, like the corrupt albums, and mm -hmm. uh, you know, so that's basically. So the what, whole death row era, kind of. Yeah, you know. pretty much. Yeah. So uh, you know, that's that's what influenced me into the rap game. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like that's what, what that's what I, that's um, you know, at my age and what was already out, you know, and what I listened to. That's what inspired me to like want to be a rapper. You know, okay. Like, uh, Dr. Dre, you know, uh -huh. Uh, uh -huh. and. and it were was, you making beats at the same time? Though? I, I wasn't. I okay. Wasn't. I was, so you were just uh, focused on MC. I was. Yeah, I was. I was an MC. Mm. And uh, and this was like maybe like uh, well, but before I was an MC, I was a DJ, and before being a DJ, I was a B boy. Mm. And I'm gonna take it back to '98, like late '98. Mm. That's when um, when I really got involved with hip hop. You know, like uh, that's when I would attend uh, like you know freestyle session uh, events, uh, B boy summit events. And that's where I really got my, you know, like all the knowledge from, you know, like mm -hmm. about the four elements of hip hop. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And then um, that's where I saw the, you know, all the DJs cutting and, you know, like uh, uh, beat juggling and all that stuff. And that's where I got inspired to be a DJ. So being a DJ, I started collecting uh, vinyl, you mm -hmm. know, back, you know, like in the early 2000s. Mm -hmm. And uh, back then there was no Serato, there was no, it was, you had to have vinyl and turntables and mixers. So and you have to know to how to DJ. do it. Yeah. <laughs> That's not easy. Yeah. So, so from there, you know, that's that's when I started like learning about you know different different artists. But uh, the the one one main inspiration was Dr. Dre mm. uh, to to go go out and get an NPC, you know, mm. because I I I seen some videos where you know like he showed how he, you know his process, you mm. know, how, how he made his beats, this and that, and and he had an NPC. I think it was like an NPC sixty. Mm. MPC 60, you know, at the, at the time, um, you know, like the first MPC I think that, that I, only has eight pads, right? No, it has, it has a uh, 16. Does it? Yeah. I thought it only had eight pads. Yeah. I remember seeing this old ass MPC that only had like eight pads on it. Yeah. And each one of them was just. Oh, that, that's probably the, uh, the Lindrum. That, that's the, like the, the original, like one of the originals. Yeah. It was like old as fuck, yeah. man. It was yeah. Like, no, was but like, the, the MPC. beats on this? Yeah. The MPC 60 is like the OG one that, uh. Uh, Premier used the one that Dr. Dre used, mm -hmm. uh, the one that a lot, a lot of people use that, that MPC 60. And at the mall, at the time, you know, I was able to afford the MPC 2000 XL, but that that thing was already on its way out, on its way out. Like it, it was already broken. Like some of the pads didn't work. Like you know, it, it was like the memory was so fucked up. Uh, we could curse, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and um, you know, so so like. At that so time, you bought I, a machine that was so old, like you only had a few more. Maybe months on it, or two months, or well, three months, or yeah. Uh, and 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 the, and the way that I really learned the machine was it's just by playing what was already in there. How much did you pay for it? Back then, I remember it was like some good four hundred dollars and shit for wow. uh, for uh, for MPC two thousand XL. And and I wow. regret selling it because now that I'm a uh, like a hardware junkie, like I'm like man, I wish I had that MPC. I should have <laughs> sold it. Yeah. But I mean, you know, it, it is what it is. <laughs> no one knows um, like that they're not gonna. Uh, then, that it's moving towards yeah. a different, you know. And, and that was the early 2000s. It was like maybe like uh, I was fresh out of high school, like 2002. Mm -hmm. And then uh, the 2500 came out um, in 05. And, and that's yeah, the one that I'm still messing with, yeah. at the, you know, to this day before I got the life. Yeah. Uh, the 2500 was That was a Porsche for me. It was like a, that, when I looked at that 
beat like the way it was. I was like, wow. The one thousand, like, the one, the one thousand is like it's like, like like the little brother to the twenty five hundred. Yeah, it's like the same thing, but it's just like a little a little piece. Like, yeah, I made um, Ciudad <clears throat> Celestial on that MPC one thousand. Mm -hmm. So I used several beat machines to produce the yeah. albums I've done, and that's why I really like your production because I go, yeah. I know what it's like to use different machines yeah. you're using different machines to get different sounds some right. of them have a different way of editing yeah. the sample and doing certain different things so um uh, that's what i tell my son i was like that's what you have to get into knowing that sometimes well, i remember reading an article where the rizza hooked up midis mm -hmm. like different machines yeah. and played sounds like made out of a roll well back then <coughs> You know, we, we couldn't, re I mean, before Pro Tools, like, that's the, that was the only way. Like, you couldn't really, like, have a baseline on the MPC because the MPC didn't really have a, a, a sense built in. Uh -huh. Like, you had to me uh, hook up a MIDI cable into the MPC right. and then the MIDI cable into the keyboard. Like, if you had, like, a Trident or, like, a Korg right, keyboard right. Mm -hmm. that had the bass sound on it, then that's what gave you the, the bass sound for the beat. So you had to connect that. Mm -hmm. So you had to connect the MIDI and the audio into a uh, into a mixer. Right. So to get all your stuff, uh, you know, uh, lined up, synced and, up, and mixed, you know, and, and then, then it's not easy to hook up the MIDI too, because then you're like, oh, well, which what what fucking one is the one that communicates to each other? Because yeah. you have to they have to communicate through the MIDI. Back then there was no YouTube, so you really had to just uh, experiment. Right? Yeah. Uh, I, I remember breaking a bunch of shit because I, I didn't know uh, how to do certain right, things. Right. And then I learned by breaking things, you know what right. I mean? Like, like I remember when I bought my cork, I was I was about to break it because I just could not <laughs> do anything on it. And then I went, Wait. No, I'm, I'm not saying that I would like, you know, just rage and fucking like, you know, get mad and break shit. <laughs> that no, was no. me. No, that I'm, was I'm me. Saying, I'm <laughs> saying that I would break things because I would try, like, I, I would connect some things that shouldn't be connected like a yeah, certain yeah, way. Yeah, I get And I blew saying. out a couple speakers like that. You yeah, know yeah. what I mean? No, I get what but, you're uh, saying. For me, it was yeah. more like my using my equipment was like a challenge. And then, and then I just figured out creative ways of solving that. So I went, oh, wait, I bought this at Guitar Center. And the guy that fucking sold it to me knows how to use this shit. Exactly. And I was like, hey, bro, how the fuck do you use it? And he's like, oh, like this. And he showed me that little sequence once, and I went back home and practiced and practiced yeah. and practiced. Kids or everyone out there listening, uh, Zero brought out a good point right now. Uh, make use of um, customer support. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? Back then, uh, we, we like we had no choice, you know, yeah. to but to call customer support because we didn't have no YouTube. I mean, you guys have YouTube nowadays. You might find a video that has, you know, what you're looking for. But there's a lot of things out there that you know, are not on YouTube. You know yeah. what I mean? And yeah. Uh, and yeah, you make use of you. Uh, if you're buying, if you're buying machines from you know all these corporations, they have departments that they pay to do just that to teach you how to use them, to, to wow. tell you how to use them. That's so good so so you have to you have to take advantage of all of that. Yeah. Especially if you give it, if you put them money in their pockets, you have to make sure that you use their services. Yeah. You know, don't wow. just don't just buy that's, the stuff. See, that's what I'm talking about. That like you take another initiative. And, and I think it holds true to your story, bro. Yep. Like, you know, your, your your story isn't this simple road to success. You know, I know people see you and they see that your success because you travel, you're able to travel mm -hmm. with your music. They feature you on podcasts like we do, like we are. Uh, man, coming from that story, not to make it like harp on it, but to make it seem like that's what indigenous people do they triumph during adversity because right. if you're a people that's been genocide i know your parent your parents left or your 
or the, or the situation in Guatemala, there was some major paramilitary stuff done by um, underground uh, CIA operatives. They they needed that area for whatever reason. I don't know the details of it, but there was some shit going yeah. down there, and so people had to become refugees and come this way, right? right? And that's the story of DJ Warlock. And now we got a brilliant individual who, by trial and error, by investment in his own self, you know, no one, no one, no one gave you Fedia, right? Hey, no. here, here you go, fucking buy this NPC, right? No, no. I could. Well, I mean, uh, the NPC twenty five hundred was gifted to me by the homie Seiko One. Shout out to my homie there Seiko One. Uh, he actually bought the NPC twenty five hundred for him to uh, produce and learn it, but he gave up. Oh. <laughs> and, he, and you know, he saw me like you know uh, using Reason Four and the and the little MPD, and uh -huh. he's like, "Man, this is all you right here." Like, wow. He let me have it, and I was like, "Man, like I was, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna fail you, man. I, I'm gonna make something out of this." And you did. And I did. <laughs> and you did, yeah. bro. And the homie, I mean, shout out to the homie, man. Like you know, it, I, I always, whenever I see him, I'm like, "Man, you, you're the one that gave me the NPC." Dude, you got that. You know? What a beautiful. Do you hear that? Yeah. That that look. So is he producing now? No, no, he's no. He just, gave up. He gave, up. He gave up on gave the up machine, there, right? and he's like, "Dude, you're into it more than I am here." And that man, when you get, are a, you still tapped in with that yeah, homie? Yeah, that's right. When yeah. when you get a gift of that magnitude put on your 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 lap, it's similar to this story I'm gonna tell you right now. I was walking with um, at work. And I was right underneath a really big palm tree, huge palm trees. I had to be 200 feet. And I took my next step and I, I swear there was a, a brown hawk feather, like right at the tip of my foot. And I picked it up and I was like, wow, what a gift. What gave me this gift? Something outside of my, my yeah. physical shell. I didn't put no money to it. I didn't trade it with someone. It was just given to you. It was just given to you. Bro. Yeah, like I, I don't know her. Like, you know, and at first I was like, you know, like you don't have to do this. Like, you know, I kind of felt like, like, you know, you bought this because that, that thing was expensive back then. It maybe, was huge. Yeah, huge. Maybe like 1200 or something like that. No, the 2400 yeah. was like the NPCX of today. Uh, so I'm, I, we, we're talking like 2400. Yes. You know, 2400. I remember. I, I, that's why I didn't mm -hmm. buy it because it was fucking yeah. expensive. It was fun. Yeah. So, and that's, that's how I came up on the NPC 2400. Um, but that's really what got me inspired to really, you know, be on the NPC. Because I, I do, I, I mean, even though I use the NPC a lot, and you guys see me using the NPC most of the time, uh, I, I like to use anything. You know, if it's a freaking uh, a pot and a pan and shit, like mm -hmm. I'll fucking, you know, make a bit of that. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like, yeah. like, like I don't limit myself to to just one machine or one computer or one program. You know? That's that's what's yeah. your. That's what's gonna be. At the end of the day, that's what th that's why I don't like to sh to share too much of my process. Mm -hmm. Like I share my process, but I don't share too much of my process. My process is a unique code that creates a certain sound like like global pandemic. When I release it, people are going to be like, it doesn't sound like anything else. Of course it doesn't, because that's my process. It's like you yeah. and I see that in you when you make your productions, you like certain samples, certain cuts, certain you know, drum, it, it has your signature yeah. on it, you know? Yeah. And, and I don't think about it too much, to be honest. Like, you know, yeah. uh, I don't really think about, like, I don't, I don't, I don't do it on purpose, you know? Like, yeah. I just, I just kind of like, just let it take me. Yeah. Wherever it's going to take me. Like jazz player, like yeah. a jazz, like somebody yeah. who plays jazz drums. Yeah. Like, like that's, that's, I mean, my process has been like that. It's just been, nice. you know, uh, improvised, you know, like I, I've, I've never had a plan like to start producing. I, I never 
said, oh, I'm going to do it this way. I just let it take me. You and know? where where do you see the most, like, why do you think you are the most, like, very successful at this? Like, where you're in demand, people want your beats, people want to do things with you. I think it's the showmanship, yeah. uh, in a way, because uh, um, when you guys, uh, you know, get Digital Warlock 1, you're not just getting a beat playing in the background, you're not just getting a beat, uh, a guy in front of his computer, uh, right. you know, playing, pressing play. Yeah, triggering. Uh, you know, you, you're, um, you know, and uh, the way the thing sound, it's, it's one thing, you know, like you said, like, you know, somebody's style. Mm -hmm. So, so, um, but the quality is the other thing, you know, you have to have quality in your, in your production. Mm -hmm. If, if your production, you might have a, a dope ass beat, but if it sounds like crap, mm -hmm. like if it's not mixed well, if it's not, if you don't really put uh like if you don't like, uh, pay attention to detail like that, like, you know, to make sure that your drum sound, you know, the way they need to be sounding. Right. Or if, if it's not balanced correctly, <coughs> right? You know, people's not gonna dig it. You know what I mean? Like it, it could be like the dopest sample, it could be the dopest uh, drum pattern, but if it's not sounding proper, people's not gonna feel it. You mm. know what I mean? So I think I think it has to, to do with a combination of, um, you know, the quality of the music, uh, as well as, as the style. You know, mm. so like you know those two. And what are your favorite sources, like to to grab things? For samples, uh, it's always been vinyl. Mm. It's always been vinyl, but uh, I've kind of taken a break uh, on vinyl uh, as of the past year or so uh, when TrackLive or TrackLive came out. TrackLive is a, it's a service that sells samples. Mm. Uh, they, they might want to, they might have to pay me for this uh, commercially. <laughs> you know? like, I want to know about it. I but mean, uh, basically, the, 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 the advantage of uh, TrackLive uh, is that, that you can clear the samples. Mm. You can clear the samples and then you can uh, publish your stuff. Wow. With clear samples. Track you know I mean? Yeah, track lib. Right. Yeah, look it up. Sounds good. Uh, so I, I've been, uh, you know, using a lot of track lib samples for stuff that I do when I publish, like, you know, on, on higher levels. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Stuff that I put out, uh, like just on Spotify or stuff like that that's obscure, then yeah, I might not, I might not, uh, um, I might not clear it. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Because, you know, it's just... Yeah. If, if it does blow up and people want to come after me, then, you know. I mean, yeah, well, you deal, deal with that with when, you deal with that yeah. when it comes. Like, yeah. it's not, don't don't limit that's, your that's art. A, that's something good to be dealing with, as a matter of yeah. fact. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if you get sued, I mean, uh, like by somebody like that. Absolutely. I mean, that <laughs> means your shit's dope yeah. and someone's going to reclaim yeah. <laughs> it, you know. I, I wanted to ask you this question about, like, in the process of making beats, particularly. I remember when I used to sit myself in the room and then just, you know, obviously chopping the sample, sequencing the sample. But then there came to a point where you're just like lost. Almost, I almost felt like it was like a weird alien kind of sound for me because mm -hmm. it's solitude. Yeah, it's not it's not worth with tons of people there and high fives. It's you just by yourself and you're carving this. And you start realizing what the fuck is, like I've made some sounds that are just almost alien style. The like. best the best things that you could do is when you're by yourself. I yeah. mean, you know, unless you're working on a collective project, you know, yeah. but production is it's a really intimate thing, you know what I mean? Exactly. Like, like like you have to really be intimate with with your music, you know. Mm. When you're writing a song, when you're when you're recording a song, uh, when you're uh, you know making a beat, like you know, you can you're kinda like, you know, in intimacy with yourself, you yes, know what I mean? Like, yes. like, like, uh, and, and music, so always like to me, it's been medicine, you know, mm -hmm. like, like for myself, like whenever I feel depressed or whenever, 
you know, like things aren't really like going my way. You know what I mean? Like, like I, I turn to music. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? I might be, I might be, I might isolate, you know, myself from a lot of people, but I'm, but I'm alright because I'm actually, you know, doing something productive. You know what I mean? And, right. And during this pandemic and you know during the quarantine and all that stuff, like I've created a couple albums. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, uh, and 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 these are the beats that you guys are actually like requesting nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, I mean uh, that red album, the Chronicles, that was done that's, during the pandemic. That's yeah, that was wow. one of those pandemics, and that, wow. that's one. And of I already got two. I already I got <laughs> one other beat going on on that okay. one. So right. yeah, no, we're gonna. I love working with you, bro. I think it's there's no. I don't like to. I just want to work. You know what I mean? I'm done with trying to like that early '90s. You yeah. gotta do everything. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I just no, no, no. Work. It's it's. Uh, I mean, you kind of graduate. You know, to different levels. You know, like like. You know, at one point you're trying to like prove yourself that you're worthy. You know what I mean? And and then you make you make it past that stage, and after that everything comes to you automatically. Right. You know because you already did the work. Yeah. You, you did the legwork already. You know what I mean? And yeah. uh, and, and yourself, you you you've done the legwork. You know what I mean? And uh, and and I feel like I'm you know I'm, I'm in the process of like getting there. You know what yeah. I mean? No, I'm so I I like I said, bro. I've studied your career. I started when when you only had very few followers mm -hmm. you know yeah. and like at that level and i just like i like this guy's beat oh thanks it just came out like i like that's, this that's, guy's beats like that's a compliment because i mean i I've, I've been a fan of elbu like like for the longest and like wow. since, you know since i started listening to like you know underground hip-hop you know, uh -huh. in espanol you know, you know right like, i remember because i used to work with uh with my homie uh illegal uh with somos hip-hop radio illegal yeah. yeah i remember him yeah so he i was, was in, i was um, a dj for that for that uh, radio station no way yeah. Um, when, when it was act, it was active like around 07 through 09. That's like when it was most active. I know? remember illegal. He used to come yeah. with the camcorder all yeah. the time. Yeah, I remember that brother. Yeah, so wow. we, we had we had some of your songs in rotation, and, uh -huh. and, I, and, and whenever your songs came out, like I, I always like freaking like got goosebumps <laughs> and shit. You know what I mean? Like, like, like that I was I was a huge fan of. You know? Well, I, I'm glad that we talked about the intimacy of that, right? Because it takes a lot to trust yourself and to and to get into these worlds and these places that are foreign to us because of genocide you know and it's almost like walking into a dark room and you're feeling and you're feeling and then all of a sudden you realize man why do i have my eyes closed you know the truth is right there and i'm going to use that feeling and all the and look inside you open you open your eyes and you say fuck there's all kinds of elders back here there's all kinds of people that are master than just living in a shallow body. That's my inspiration when I go into the ether yeah. of pulling lyrics out or or um, or making beats even. It's a frequency, really. It's like, oh, wow, this is like making my heart feel a certain way here. I don't know if you feel the reaction yeah. to your body. Because when you get certain samples, you get a reaction, like you said, a chill, like, yeah. oh, whoa, what is this? And you start it going. It talks to you. Yeah. I mean, it it kind of pulls you in automatically. Yeah. Like, you mm -hmm. know, it's, you I don't agree. even have to force it. Yeah, I agree. When, when, when things, when you have to force things, like, that's, that's when you know you have to, like, turn that machine off and, you know, walk away. Yeah. Do something else and then come back to it later. You know what I mean? Right, right. So, I feel you. It's, 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 and I love that because, yeah. you know, not too many people take these type of approaches. They're very, very... Um, they can frustrate you, like you said, you know, where yeah. you're like, I've spent, like, when I was going to break the Triton, I was like, I had spent all day there, like, from the morning to the night, 
ignoring everybody and everything stuck on that and it didn't go it, like to walk away from that it's go man i lost eight hours but really i learned a lot of things too i, I yeah knew. i mean yeah like at the moment you're seeing it as losing eight hours but yeah. in, in reality you gained you gained knowledge yes and you gained the experience of like that thing not working at that time yes. and then the next time you know that you come back to it you gotta know why it didn't work and yes. so now you're not gonna make the same mistake exactly you know I mean? and it so, goes a little faster and, yeah. and it, the, the time condenses why don't you load up another beat, brother? Yeah, that's what, I, that's what I'm doing because I know that you know this has been playing for a while already. So oh, man, but like I said. <laughs> and then we have a, a special guest here, too. Oh, I, yeah. I know uh, this, brother. Big ups to my boy Moja Umbo, man, you know, uh, representing the Liga de la Calle. This is my uh, road dog right here, you know what I mean? Get, to, get the chair, brother. Come come in and can you, can you hook him up right there? Here, grab this one right here. Okay, I'm gonna tell you why. I know this brother. I've known this brother for a very long time. I think I met you when you first got here, right? Yeah, yeah, like five years ago. Easy, like a while ago. Yeah, yeah. Okay, now I want you. Spitter verse for these guys. Yeah, yeah. This guy is awesome. Yo, yo, DJ, DJ Warlock One. Me dijo que cantar acá. Hey, y digo ya. Ah, hey. Aunque, aunque el beat me llegue a llegar Nunca voy a parar rap en español Siempre lo voy a representar Ahora en LA estoy viviendo Antes en Centroamérica Pero igual estaba ya fluyendo Es que esto estamos haciendo Representando a nuestra gente Que te la está cosiendo O los que se están descosiendo Pero la verdad en nombre de rap Está bendiciendo yo Soy un hip hopa, siempre ri album papa Le doy gracias a mi mamá, también mucho a mi papa Por haberme enseñado a respetar a los mayores Yo no le creo lo que veo en televisores Tampoco creo en político, eso ya lo deje Te venden estas cosas, pero yo digo areje La religión me grita que yo soy un hereje Pero yo no les creo porque este si sí se mece en Los beats de DJ Warlock One Es que hay muchas cosas que decir que no puedo parar Pero aquí me paro, aquí me callo Y DJ Warlock One con otro beat La bomba estallo Yo, killing it this brother, man, he has the same story kind of of, of DJ Warlock one, but he comes from a different part of the, uh, the country, right? Yeah. He doesn't yeah, come yeah. from Guatemala. He comes he from, from Salvador. Well, let, let, let Salvador. him say where he comes from. El Salvador. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you were young when you got here. Yeah, bro. I was like 18. 18, Yeah. Bro. I got here when I was 18, but I was doing this in El Salvador already. Yeah, no, because when you landed in L.A., I remember it was still kind of early in you being here, mm -hmm. and I remember seeing you freestyle. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, well, I grew up with hip-hop, bro. You yeah. know, everybody in my, in my circle in my country was hip-hop. And I learned how to freestyle, like, when I was, like, 13, 14. Yeah. With my friends, you know. Yeah. They were older than me, but they, they taught me how to do it. Wow. And then, here we go. <laughs> I was impressed, Armando, when I met this young man. When Absolutely. he first came and he busted a freestyle in Spanish, I was like... This guy needs about five more years and he's about to explode because you have to go through that pain. You have to go through that. I'm good, but no one's listening. Right. Until you fucking finally like you were talking about it earlier. Right. You were saying like you got to go. to. I remember playing in rooms with nobody there. 
but I was playing my heart out, right? I was just fucking, you know, fucking going. That's one thing I learned early on in my career. Um, even if there's one person there looking at you, uh, you know, perform, you know, do your best. You know, like, don't, just because, like, you're, you're in an empty room, like, don't go in there like, oh, like, you know, it's empty. I'm not going to do my best. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I'm, I'm going to give him a crappy show. Like, don't, you know, give it your best. You know Absolutely. what I mean? Like, you sit us a rehearsal, you know, uh, on a stage or something. Like, make it, make it, make something out of it. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Make something out of a, something positive out of a negative situation. You know what I mean? Right. Like, that's, that's the way I see it. Right. And then, it, in a way, though, even I got to a point, because I've played in front of 10,000 people. And it was the same feeling I had when nobody was in the room. It was the same energy. It was like, almost like, like I lose myself in it. And I, I open my eyes and the thing's over. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's, it's the same feeling when I was in the room with nobody. I opened my eyes and it was over. Yeah. Right? It was really Get like that. tunnel vision. Yeah, that, <laughs> you know? Yeah. But anyways, I was going to ask if you could put this beat up because I keep getting some lyrics in my head that I want to share. So here we go. I am the ghost of the ancient, set in the sage sand. My intent righteous, I meditate to write this. Pancha bear warrior, great light destroyer. I seek the root of truth, then rhyme it in a booth. Ignite the youth, bring them back to Unapku. The essence of creation, divine explanation. Mind and body elevation, penetration. Out of this existence, into the light. Quetzalcoatl takes flight and is visible at night. Every eighth year, Venus shines bright, the precious twin. The Egypt pizza brings us balance again. Reverse the axis of sin. Let the positive cycle begin. Yeah. Wow. Yo, that beat is fire. That's what I'm telling you, man. This is what you bring out of people. Like, dude, my hand's shaking. <laughs> I love it. Wow. <laughs> Amazing. Well, you know, you being a Spanish hip hop artist, you know, how, how important is that? you know, to elevate the hip hop community out here in SoCal. Cause you know, me and Zero, we've always talked about, you know, how, you know, the Spanish hip hop scene is, is growing faster than the national hip hop scene. Right. But Absolutely. But, but me and Zero, we're trying to bring it to LA. Right. You know, yeah. to compete with the other hip hop con conglomerates that come out here, pack out shows yeah. 500 to a thousand. To this day, I haven't been able to, to, to attend a show that's all Spanish that could pack out clubs like 1,000, 1,500. Mm -hmm. I have to say that. You know, when, when Armando talked about the show with Quinto Sol and, and the all Spanish lineup, I mean, I felt like, you know what, though? There's a cross brand that could happen here, right? We need to bring our Chicano brothers with our Paisa brothers yep. and go, this is not even, you know, this is not, when once, that invisible line of like, I grew up here and you grew up over there gets away or you only speak Spanish. And I, I know how to speak Spanish, but I'm used to speaking English yeah. goes away. Mm -hmm. I mean, how powerful will our music scene be? We won't need anybody, right? We won't need anybody. Yeah. Really. Well, and I would think that's the whole goal, right? On be, being a producer and a rapper. Cause trust me, bro, I've worked with hundreds of rappers and they all have one thing in common. They all want to become a true headliner one day. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Right. Yep. Zero has been blessed to be a headliner for many years. Mm -hmm. A lot of artists try to get to a level where Zero is at, you know? So, um, but you know what they don't How do tell? you feel about that, Warlock? About? Like, you know, Alchemist level. You know what I'm saying? I um, mean, at that, at that point, you're you're already blessed. I mean, you've, you've already made it. You know what I mean? Like, 
You might as you know, just enjoy who, it. Enjoy, who, who, enjoy who it. Who are enjoy your it. top independent producers in the game? Like when it comes to like, let's take away the industry heads. Like, you know, are there any independent producers that are like really killing it right now? Uh, shout out to my boy, uh, Nut Life, man. Like Nut Life Nut is a Life. big ex- inspiration to me. Like, you know, he's a young cat, a younger cat than me. And and like, you know, he's put, he puts in work, man. Like he, he's, he's not playing around. You know, you know what I like about Nug Life mm-hmm. is that Nug Life is very, like you said, tunnel vision. Mm-hmm. And he knows where his investments need yeah. to go. Unfortunately for me and Elvu, it was different because I had children mm-hmm. and I was trying to do this, you know, yeah. and I know you have a child. I have, I have a child, yeah. So yeah. it's a little, it's not, not to talk bad about Nug Life because yeah. we're not, that's not it. Mm-hmm. He's that brother's focused and yeah. talented and he's fucking hitting home runs. Yep. I mean, singles with Val the Wonder, bro. Grand slams. Grand yep. slams, bro. Yep. And this is what I'm talking about, though. How powerful would that be if an indigenous community or, or someone that relates to not maybe being 24 hours a day, you know, living the, that, that understanding, but knowing that when you come to a gathering or when you come to this place or concert, that we're one family, yeah. that we come from the same place, whether you speak Spanish or not. That's what I'm going to tell. That's going to be the biggest message is to bring together the Spanish speaking community with the Chicano or or whatever you want to call yourself. Bilingual. That's, Bilingual that's how it felt for me uh, on the first uh, Alienated uh, event, you know, because uh, I came in there with the Spanish, uh, all Spanish set. Oh, yeah, that's right. You, you know rocked I mean? it. I remember. I came I in there, there with all Spanish. Um, I don't know if you saw it or not. I but, was there, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah, I mean, like. Uh, I remember. At the, the time, crowd, I, didn't even, I didn't even. The crowd know reacted that, that in a way. Rapped, you know, the crowd reacted in a way that I didn't expect the crowd to react that way. Because you know, like usually, like if if you know, if it's a crowd that uh, it's only uh, watching uh, English acts, when when it's a Spanish act, like it's a little different. Like I've been there before. Yeah. I, I've been to events where the crowd's there to listen to English hip hop. Period. Yeah, yeah. And you go in there with the Spanish. Yeah, they might, they might, uh, they might, it might resonate a little bit, but they might not understand what, what you're saying because right. they're not Spanish speaking people, right? Right. But. Um, at that last event, when when I did my set, like I felt the energy from the crowd, you know yeah. what I mean, and, and it, it was amazing. It was it like it was amazing. I, I know what yeah. you're talking mm-hmm. about because when I saw all the 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 opening acts go on on that day on on Custer's last stand on June 25th, um, everybody was kind of getting a, a a like a collective agreement, right? Like we're all family here, dope, yeah. you know. Yeah, every no one really got a, a less of a scream or yeah. you know everybody kind of felt and like everyone stayed dude yeah. everyone it's rare stayed. in underground hip-hop shows right yeah. now. everyone goes in there with their posses and then they leave as soon as they get done playing 200 and that's what we're trying to create is is an environment where where people can appreciate the form of this young man and his ability to freestyle and his timing his cadence this brother's timing when i first heard him was like whoa that's how I knew you were going to be very good, you know, and it'll, it'll be up to you, though, on how you take your steps, right? Because every art is, is different. Like, I'm not, I, I don't have a million album sale, but I know one thing. My music's going to last way longer than, than five years. I already has last. And people tell me, when did you release Jaguar Prophet Seasons? Like, dude, 2002. And they go like, fuck, I was five. Right, I was five years old when that yeah. happened. I was getting started in the hip hop uh, so scene. You see, and <laughs> dude, it, it, I mean, like not in the hip hop scene, but like in the in the rap scene. I was getting started like back in old too. Yeah, uh, so I started uh, got started in hip hop in ninety seven, ninety six, ninety seven as a b boy, uh-huh. and then it evolved to DJ, turntable list, and then to an MC yeah. in old too. Wow, DJ Warlock is right. He does it all, dude. That's how that. You know what though. 
even even the MC life, even though you know he still does it, obviously, but that helps you become a producer. Yeah, because you definitely. know how to guide what sounds good, what's gonna be off. Like it was so much work to work with Victor and Eric, guiding them, not telling them what to do, but just pointing things out yeah. that could fit within yeah. the the rhythm of There's whatever. There's two types of uh, producers, engineers. Um, the one that's just gonna go sit down, uh, you know, hit record, and then you and let the artist do whatever they want to do. If it, if it comes out messed up, he's not going to say anything. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then there's the other producers, uh, engineers that will tell the artist that you're fucking up. Like, mm -hmm. do it again. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I don't think this is, you know, what, what you should do. I don't think this is your max uh, maximum potential. Right. You know what I mean? Like, like that's, that's, a, that's the difference between like the two types of producers that I know. Yeah. You know no, I mean? I, it was hard to, mm -hmm. to explain to individuals that, like, I, you know what I used to hit them with all the time? Victor and Eric go, okay, well... This is going to be the final one, the print. Mm -hmm. Is this the one you're going to print? Because I could tell you where I hear things, but yeah. I mean, well, like, as like, soon as I said I could tell you where I hear things, they're like, "Do it again." It's like you know. No, saying? I mean, like, like you could give people, you know, your opinion, you know, as a producer engineer, you know, and yeah. if they take it constructively, that's fine. But some of them might might take it like, like the wrong way, you know what I mean? And at that point, if if it's something that you're that you're that you're just getting paid to do, then fine. I mean, you know, that that's your song, that's their song, that's their sound. Absolutely. You're getting paid for it, you know. Let's get this gig done and you know, move on. You know yeah. what I mean? But if it's something that more personal, like you know, I, I usually when I get in the studio, uh, you know, it's it's personal. You know, I take my music very personal. Like I don't, I don't, I don't sell myself this uh, in beat a way. Is banging, bro. Like uh, I mean, I, I do sell my beats and I do you know charge for studio time and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. But what I'm saying is that when I get in the studio, like the producer, I mean the MC that's working with me has to be in the same frequency as me and the same page the same uh mentality that we we want to do the best we can well yeah. while, while we're in there and the same prof professionalism yes so you know how hard it was back in the day to sell a beat it was like fucking the hardest fucking thing to do yeah. and now the fact that you sell beats and you contribute to your income with your art Congratulations, brother. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. That is not easy it's, to do. It's been a long process, and I still got a long way to go. I mean, uh, I'm not really where I want to be when it comes to selling beats. Well, I have <laughs> a, I have, I have some, I have, I wanted, I have two songs that I want to do, mm -hmm. but I want to work with the producer that I feel after this interview, it has to be you, okay. right? Yeah, thanks. And I feel like we could do something like because right now the new trend is drumless beats. Yeah. Okay. So I'm thinking maybe. I got you. <laughs> Drumless beats. I got Couple you. songs, two songs, whatever. Could be under your name, DJ Warlock One does zero, whatever. Yeah, I mean, we could do it like you know, as a collabo. You know what I mean? However you yeah. want to do it, brother. You're yeah. in, you're in the driver's seat when it comes yeah. to that. I just yeah. want to share my lyrics to yeah. your talent and yeah. your talent. And, and, is, and I want and I want to share my music, you know, yeah. with the world and yeah. And you know, nothing better to do it than to do it with zero. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, like thank you. I mean that that that, that last track, man. The the uh, um, Doctor of Discovery, man. Like man. It's, you exceeded the expectations with that. Yeah, no. Well, know? when I heard it, I was like, "It's like it's like this beat, you know." Like mm -hmm. I felt like I need to. There's nothing I got. My frequency's coming into play, and I need to say these lyrics over this beat, and that's what happened, right? And that's what happened with Doctor and Discovery, because I was like, "Where's my pandemic version of of what we're going through? Like, what am I gonna write about? Am I gonna write about masks? Am I gonna write about vaccines? Or am I, am I gonna write about the truth origin?" of this bullshit, right? 
And the true origin of this bullshit and all bullshit, medical, everything, medical, army, government comes from white supremacy. And that's the truth. And enough's enough. And I'm going to be the one that says that till the day my creator takes me back home. Not him. He doesn't have that power. Right. The creator has that power. Yeah. And I believe in that. And I believe in your talent because it. You're not even close to being done, my friend. Yeah, well, D DJ Warlock, you know, every producer out there takes a certain lane. Right. But. With my experience from you, especially me running a blog and stuff, I, I see that you work with a lot of indigenous artists. Yeah. Right? Um, what is that all about? You know? Well, I mean, um, honestly, like, I don't, I work with anyone that uh, I feel, you know, that it's on the same frequency as I am, like I said earlier. You know, you don't have, you don't have to be indigenous to anything. You, you don't have to be black. You don't have to be white. You don't have to be uh, Mexican, whatever. I mean, if you're a hip hop artist that's on the same frequency as me, then we'll get in the studio and we'll create jams. Wow, too. amazing! Yeah. Now that, that that's not a statement that producers usually make. Yeah, because everyone used to beg me to be on a track, bro. Everyone, can I be on? Can I do? Can and I was like, like DJ Warlock. When I felt like nobody was in this position to be in that. Because I really wanted to open up a specific door. Right. Everything I've written about, everything I've done, even to Manilali Superfoods, has been from that door. <laughs> you know what I mean? I didn't want to change it up. I had to be specific. Like, I had to be like like my mentors, right? The people like Bob Marley, dude. Like, they didn't change for anybody. Mm -hmm. They were who yeah. they were. No, I'm not that. Not nowhere near that. But I know I, I got information from a certain door, right, that we opened up, right? And that door is the center of your heart. It's specific. I'm not trying to lie. That's what the truth lies in the center of your heart. There's no denying that, right? So those are the type of doors. And I feel I make that kind of music with you. Yeah. Doctrine of Discovery was that. It was easy. Oh, there it is. Boom. <laughs> you know, How like, did you like the music video? I love it, man. That's, yeah. that's, that's why I say, like, you know, like, I didn't I didn't even expect the video to come out. Bro, you know? I told you. I was, dude, this is going to have a video. Yeah. Da, 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 da. Me and Armando, we paid for an ad for that. You mm. know how many views we got? We got 11,000 views on that. That's what's up. So that was just like, it, it kind of like we used it like an intro. So now we got global pandemic. We're going to work on the beat list, um, beats with you. Mm. And... Um, and who knows what the creator has in store for us and whoever else is a part of this new indigenous hip hop movement. Now, I have to give you props on hosting events at your restaurant. Yeah. yeah. Man, I see that, bro. And it just, bro, it hits me hard because not a lot of people are willing to do that. Yeah, it, I mean, especially in uh, these days right now with the pandemic, it's kind of hard to even, you know, host an event, period. You know what I mean? Do you uh, see this, Zero? He has gatherings at his spot, um, mm -hmm. and he has MCs, beat makers, people killing it, and I'm just like, yo. Yeah. Uh, I've been doing, like, uh, like private events, pretty much, but I, I do, I do, you know, open the doors to the public, to yeah. RSVP. You know, if they want to be, you know, if they want to come check out the producers that I have there, or the or the uh, MCs, or the lineup that I have at the, at the you know at the moment that I that I'm doing that. That's you know right, what I mean? Man. So 
So, uh, yeah, I mean, I just, uh, you know, it's for the community. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm, in, I'm in South Central. I'm in the community. And I want to, I wanna, you know, make as much noise as I can, you know what I mean? Like, while I'm there, you know what I mean? So. Wow. <laughs> and what's the address to your restaurant? Uh, it's uh, 3007 South Central Avenue. It's on 32nd and Central. 37th and 2nd. 32nd. 32nd. 32nd and Central. And Central. Uh, the, yeah, the restaurant's called uh, Milagro Salvadorian Restaurant. Perfect. Uh, we specialize in uh, Salvadorian food, but uh, we do uh, offer... Um, uh, Salvadorian, Mexican, and American. Cool. Yeah. Good stuff. Hey, all LA natives, anybody local, anybody near that area, please go help our brothers out. It's very important to stay sovereign. I know the success of his restaurant, the success of Malinali Superfoods, allows us to make the art that is right. profound without worry, bro. Like, yeah. Just, and, sh and share it with the community. Yeah. You know, and, and sh the, like, like the spaces, you know, mm -hmm. like Armando say, like, you know, he's noticing, you know, like he, like he took notice of the events, you know, like mm -hmm. happening at my restaurant, and, and and I didn't even know that. Like I didn't, I didn't know like that's how far it went, you know. Like yeah. when it came to like somebody like you know, actually paying attention to that, you know what no. I mean? Like, oh, like bro, and and it's an, it creates an impact. I watch you know? your every move. Well, <laughs> from what I see on social media, yeah, yeah, whatever you, you know? allow us to see, because right. you know your 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 intimate process, the the you know making of the beats or whatever it is. Like like I literally watched this brother go from. A certain point to hear yeah, yeah and i hope everyone that attends buys the dinners oh, no, and yeah buy the lunches because best believe supports. when i show up dude i'm gonna go ahead and buy a, a nice little plate everyone supports man everyone supports yeah. i want to thank everyone that's actually you know come through and you know support it you know what i mean so what's um, the restaurant name again uh, milagro salvadorian restaurant there it is milagro. guys mm -hmm. remember that look it up on google maps South uh, Central LA. Mo Moha says that it's the best pupusas in town. Yeah. There it is. <laughs> oh, damn. Pupusas are right Mo Moha sure. approved. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, also, too, you're playing on October 10th this week, right? Yeah. Before we get to that, um, oh. I want to bring up the, uh, the, the the restaurant, the business. Mm. So this just kind of like a message out to anyone who might be going through like financial issues or whatever. Um, you know, like I, I like before I, I I went full blown on the restaurant. You know, um, I was I was doing a um, you know I'm a I'm a network engineer. Mm. You know, so I was uh, I was working for this corp corporation. Well, it was it was more like a private small business, but it was like like almost corporate, right? Right. Doing IT, and I was making about you know like eighty to hundred k a year. You know, with bonuses and all that stuff. But the stress levels were up the ass and fucking, uh, you know, I, I hardly had time to work on my music. You know what I mean? Right. And, um, you know, like a while back, I, t I took, I, 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 you know, I, I told myself I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, detach myself from all of this corporate shit and fucking, you know, like go back to my community. Because when, when you're making the, the type of money, like, you know, you kind of like lose yourself in the... Uh, in the environment, you know, mm -hmm. in the corporate environment, mm -hmm. like you, you become somebody else. You, mm -hmm. know? you kind of start losing yourself from yourself, you know, mm -hmm. like. And um, and I and I see all my people struggling. You know, what I mean, like I see, I, I saw the struggle, you know, like in, in the street vendors. I, I saw the struggle in the people that that have jobs that are minimum wage and and, and, and that. And I'm like, fuck, like, you know, um, and, and 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 even though I was making a ton of money, I wasn't happy. Mm -hmm. you know, like I wasn't a happy person. You know, what I mean, mm -hmm. like uh, there's there's a lot of other things happening around me. That didn't really, you know, that, that could I, I couldn't buy with money, mm. you know what I mean? And then uh, I just want to tell everybody out there that's listening that 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 is one of the best decisions I made to to leave a corporate job like that, you know? Because uh, I mean, even though you know I had been there for a, a long time, it wasn't secured, you know. Like 
Yeah, I don't they know. could've let you go. Yeah, I don't mm. know if they were gonna lay off people like tomorrow and you know let me go and I was gonna be an employee after that. You know what I mean? But what I did is yeah, I you know I just let that go. I started working on my own business, and you know and and, and now I'm more connected with the community. You know what I mean? Uh, doing you know a lot more events, and that's why you've seen me like really be you know like around a lot more Absolutely. lately because because of that move that I made. That's cool. You know what I mean? I'm not seeing those you know <coughs> 80k a year. Right. Before like before taxes, you know, because you know Uncle Sam was really you know putting it in deep. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? With, so you followed your passion, you followed your gut, and you yeah. were like, "Look, th- you know, even though I'm making a hundred k a year, you know, I- I'm losing my identity." Well, yeah, that was just that was me being employed by another company. You know what I mean? Now, now it's like fuck, you're like, employing people. Yeah, exactly. So, so, but but in the beginning, it wasn't it wasn't easy. You know what I mean? Like it was like. You know, I mean, like, like I the family, the family, <laughs> the family. I mean, it, we're still going through it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. everyone's going through it, but, yeah. but it's it's something that it's it's an effort that everybody has, has to put in at one point. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And, and and that effort pays pays you know it pays up in in the future. You know what I mean? So, right. I just wanted to put that out there. You know what I mean? Let, right. let people know that you know if you know there's always a better way. Like you know, just stick to the community, and the community will get you back. You know what I mean? Right. No, and that's mm-hmm. what I've been experiencing with my. Yeah. Small um, juice bar or or um, deli, kind of vegan deli that I did right here in East Los Angeles, you know, and they're, they're going to try to make changes and and try to squeeze us out as best as they can. But it's our job to take care of ourselves. Don't get too panicked. Yeah. You know, work together. Like you said, working together is going to be the, the, yeah. the we, most. We went through we went through the pandemic, you know, through the first like, you know, wave of the pandemic where they, they closed everything. They uh they didn't want to, they didn't want nobody like, you know, dining in anywhere. Right. We went through that, you know what I mean? And well, we now, adapted. Now you know? with all the restrictions, it's, it looks like it's going to get even more. Now we got to adapt know? to that. You know, yeah, now exactly. we have to, now we got to find ways to adapt to the new restrictions and all that. Right. You know what I mean? So right. we just got to keep pushing. And and you know what, what beats authoritarianism, authoritarianism or some sort of um, unfair, um, rule over people that are what they're just everybody just wants to what, what happened to just having a life man and, and not having someone tell you you can't do this because of this this paper right here you can't do stuff the fuck yeah. you know that's like weird right and we have to start questioning that but you know what is the counter to that is creativity in art that's why um the nazi german germany had a war on art right so those that are art artists, now everything you do, whether it be specific towards your human rights, indigenous rights, or anything else, your artistry is now going to be looked upon and scrutinized. You can't be waking people up, people. You can't do that. Where's your card? Right? That's not the world that I want to live in. So until they're able to control the wind, fire, earth, and water at the same time as the great universe itself, I'm sovereign. And I don't need to worry about their, I'll figure it out. That's just like my great ancestors did. We figured it out. We stood on, Masatsin said it, the light was always on. We always had a light through this dark period. We always had a light on. The great sunstone and, and and i love how dj warlock one is talking to our audience and, and making them aware like look if you want to take that extra leap and 
and follow your passion i think now is the time to do it it's yeah because it's, regardless of like if you have a freaking uh, a good paying job or whatever you know but it's you know enslaving you freaking 80 hours a week mm-hmm. you know you're still gonna go through the freaking you know through everything that everybody else is going through so might as well you know get in touch with your with the roots get in touch with the community you know get, if you if you're disconnected from it you know do your best to you know come back to it you know so give I mean? us like, a little bit of background on how the restaurant started <clears throat> Uh, well, I mean, shout out to my moms, you know. Uh, once again, my mom's, you know, she's the main head when it comes to, like, the kitchen. Mm. You know what I mean? And, uh, you know, she's, so she's she's you know, her experience is, like, 30-plus years. You so, know, it's in, a, in Salvadorian so it's cuisine. a full family-owned uh, it's, business. It's a, yeah, it's a family Absolutely. business. Well, it's it's my mom's and myself. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. That's yeah. a good, that, see, that's, that's a good combination yeah. right there. Yeah. And then. Uh, that's pa- it. That is it. Part of me making the decision, too, was, was really, like, uh, you know, seeing her struggle. You know what I mean? That's what really, you know, pushed me to, you know, just, I just, at the, at the moment, you know, I'm the only sibling from all my brothers and sisters. Now, how, really does do she, that, you know? d- how does she feel about you pursuing oh, the rap game? Oh, she's always been supportive since day one. Like, she's, she's never told me, oh, you're wasting the time. If anyone Super. has supported me uh, when it comes to music and, you know, even though uh, in the past, you know, I would probably be like, you know, like, like I would get too drunk or whatever. Like, she's always been supportive, you know, like she, she would, she I mean, moms are always gonna like you know, give you like give you the good advice. You know what I mean? Like regardless of like you know what you do. You know what I mean? Like, and and you know because thanks to that, you know, like I'm where I'm at. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Well, I think the struggle that she had to go through to get you here. Yeah. The 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 void in time that was missed. It, it all resulted in that. That's why I tell people, we can't. We can't worry about what happened to us in the early part of our life. We just know that we survived it. We can't worry about the white man's genocide towards indigenous people because we've already survived it, right? Who the fuck's going to support land theft, rape, and the mistreatment of other people? They'll do it. People are going to say something about it, right? And who's, who's the one that really says stuff about it is really the art community, right? Even in a beat. You can make a beat that has no lyrics on it and people know what you're talking about, you know, and that's the beauty of what we do and what we're able to do for our community. Well, you know, I want to, I want to, you know, thank you Warlock for working with some very powerful voices in the indigenous hip hop community, like Jagger Riola. Yeah. Shout out to Jagger Riola, man. Jagger Riola. Azamali. Azamali. Yeah. He hit me up. up. He's the one who hit me up about uh, some scratches on one of the songs, uh, Native Made. And that's how I actually um, came across that sub one because he was on that song. Mm. Like, um, even though we cl- uh, we live so close and we kind of like frequented the same circles, um, I didn't know sub one back then. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? I, I just got in touch with him recently, yeah. like uh, when, when we put out that song, uh, Native Made. And it was a hand and glove fit. Yeah. <laughs> sub one is dope. Yeah. Sub one, Azamatli, Jag. Um, that's the new generation of. Shout out to Rojos Productions on that beat. By the oh way. yeah, Rojos. Yeah. Rojos is dope yeah. too. So, is it October 10th? Yeah. This Sunday, guys, at the IPR Art Center, right? Yeah. We got Zero Velvu, we got Sub One, we got DJ Warlock One, and we many got more. Sister Sensi, Sister Sensi Absolutely. from uh, uh, formerly from Korea Queens. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. The flyer's cool. been shared a lot, guys. Yeah. And if there's anywhere to be. Uh, we got, we you got know, this is Caliche. where you want to be. Oh, Viaje Caliche, yeah. Viaje Caliche, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, if there's anyone you want, 
you want to be in Indigenous Day weekend this Sunday, it's going to be at this spot right here, man. Um, I'm looking forward to the event. I heard you're doing the sound, right? We're doing the sound um, as well as... Uh, I feel know. good about that, too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Thanks. Well, I mean... I mean, because you know me, man. I throw concerts. No man. one's going to be more a one. No one's going to be more to me technically savvy or 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 handle the the little things that happen when you do live sound. We're, we're in good hands when, when it Absolutely. comes to sound, live sound. Um, there's two important things that people need to take into account. Mm. One of the, one of them is that make sure that it sounds good, and mm. the second one is the monitoring for yeah. the artists. Yes, I love you, man. That's a good, no one ever if, thinks if of we that can't one. hear ourselves how the hell do you expect us to perform properly Dude, you know what i mean I'm so telling you, bro. i'm just uh, that's just the one thing you know that no no uh, one ever yeah. no one ever they think that the monitor is some sort of like uh lamp in the corner that really doesn't need to be used yeah. it needs to be used because that's what doesn't helps you not overexert your voice yeah. and you're in the pocket of the beat because the monitor is giving you the right reference yeah. right so Let's let's know. Uh, we know that you're 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 an amazing uh, engineer. Yeah, I mean we'll, we'll do our Yo, best. I, I, I am very curious, dude. Uh, this might sound cliche to you, but you know how'd you come up with the name DJ Warlock One? DJ Warlock One uh, actually started as B Boy Warlock One. Mm. So B Boy, you know, meaning breaker. You know, like um, I was baptized with that name by my cousin. You know, because uh, I used to I used to skate with him uh, as, as kids in middle school. Mm. We used to go to Wilshire, and everybody had a nickname. Uh, my nickname back then uh, used to be Ransom. <laughs> so I used to I used to fucking tag Ransom everywhere. You know what I mean, like when I was in middle school. But um, you know, uh, one one day, you know, he's like, "Oh, you're gonna be Warlock." You know, we were, we were smoking out, and you know, <laughs> and and, and it stuck. You know, yeah. it stuck. It stuck to me. Like I, I liked it. I was mm. like, you know, Warlock sounds good. Mm. You know what I mean? Uh, back then there was no no social media no internet so like I did I couldn't really like look up other warlocks mm -hmm. you know and to this day like I don't really you know there, there's DJ warlocks out there but there's only one DJ warlock one right <laughs> you know what right. I mean I like and, the name bro it's and that's why I keep it you know DJ warlock one because it's it's me you know it's unique it's extremely you know? catchy yeah. bro mm -hmm. has a logo everything yeah oh, give yeah. me a shirt thank you so much for the shirt I'm gonna rock that take uh, it take shout a pick out, shout out to uh, Reyes Muertos uh, in San Jose uh, the, you know he's the Carlos he's the you know he designed the uh, oh the, cool the design sure. uh, if you guys got, you know have a you chance you live in San Jose then no 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 no. how did you work with the, isn't he from San Jose uh, Illegal Illegal used to be uh, in uh, San Francisco area San, San Francisco, Francisco yeah right. Oakland San Francisco so you lived in I never lived there oh no but how did you work with him um, uh, through uh, MySpace. You oh, know, okay, we, we linked up through MySpace, and then you know we met up, and then we started working. I see. I see. <laughs> yeah. No, because that brother was everywhere. He yeah. was in LA. He would be, you know, yeah, he, I mean, he he documented a lot of the early, you know, Farsa Julys and yeah. things like that. That that's really how um, I got involved with a lot of like you know other states and other cities. Mm. Uh, you know, people that I'm still in touch with, by the mm. by the way. And that's how I know Carlos, you know, in San Jose, you know, that's uh, cool. and his well, brand, his brand him. Reyes Muertos clothing, you know, like if you guys have a chance, go check him out. Reyes Muertos clothing, you know, like they're Reyes doing, Muertos. they're doing big things out there and, you know, shout out to him. Right on. Yeah. Well, it was amazing. Um, well, let's, you know what I want to do? I want to trigger maybe one more beat. Okay. Okay. But in, in, as we do that, you know, just want to say thank you for coming on the show, bro. And yeah, thank sharing, you for having me, man. Like, you know, uh, sharing your story. I wanted to, I mean, I, like I said, you know, I have been trying to come over here for a while and it hadn't been possible because yeah. of, you know, you know, whatever situation, you know, we're going through. But uh, we're here today and it was meant to be. And, you know, I want to thank everyone watching and I want to thank you, uh, Zero and Mondo, especially 
for the invitation. Yeah. You know, like I, I'm humbled. You know? Right. Well, everybody Absolutely. follow DJ Warlock One. Any MCs that need beats and production, you have an expert here and who, you know, really is about the music. So just, you know, that that keep that in mind. And, you know, I want to thank my brother. Thank you. For coming on and sharing your talent with us, you know, and I know that you're going to come out with something dope soon and we'll have you back on. Sure. We and got, then Armando, uh, this is this brother. You want to book this brother? Cause absolutely. Brother has <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. He, he 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 comes with it, bro. He's dope. We got a whole album with DJ Warlow One coming up. We got seven songs. Um, Exodus. Exodus. Yeah, we're go. working on the art right now. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad you're doing projects, bro. Because when I first met you, I knew, I I felt your energy. I knew your talent, and now that you're like putting together a project, and when you're around someone like DJ Warlock One, then you have talent. You yeah. know, because you got to remember DJ Warlock One. The biggest producers had the best MCs, you know, you know, wanting to rap on their on their beats. And I think you you picked yeah. the right combination of people that really showcase your talent. Yeah, I mean, if uh, if, uh, if you get a chance, go check out the catalog on Spotify. You know, I have albums that I put out. You know, with my brothers, Circuito uh, Cerrado Music, um, you know, Comandante, uh, Cruise Control in New York, and uh, Venamedan in uh, Washington D.C. It's a whole EP uh, with you know, all four of us on there, uh, produced by myself. There you go. And uh, and then there's uh, quite a few other uh, instrumental albums and, and the earlier albums that I put out as an MC. So you're producer. on Spotify. Yeah. And so make sure, don't just look stream up it on Spotify. Make sure you guys hit that follow button on there as well. Right. Right. Well, it was a pleasure to have you, bro. Yeah, pleasure to be here. Uh, what I'm about to play right now, this beat right here is the one that uh, I was uh, cooking up. I want, uh, One time I was, I was in the studio cooking up by myself, and I was really, I was live on IG, and I was uh, basically talking to the audience. And then I don't know where Zero's like, I'll rock to that. Oh, wow. <laughs> I remember he just came in. He was like, I'll rock to that. And I was like, oh, hell yeah. Nice. You know, but we, we, we haven't really gotten to rock to this one, but this is the one that, that you told me. Okay. I'll rock to that. Let's see. And Let's then see because of got. this beat, after that, we started talking about you know, oh. the beat. And that kind of This pushed. one's the one that sparked the, yeah. the, the flame. <laughs> All right. Estamos en contra de toda esta Babilón Yo estoy representando siempre mi nación Pero no hay problema, lo hago del corazón Estoy con cero, el bus, le ponemos la actitud Estoy tranquilo haciendo en Los Ángeles, ¿dónde estás tú? Ojalá que este bien te lo deseo hey, Este sentimiento es recto como el río Nilo No lo sé, soy en un hilo Estoy improvisando esta en la canción que ha salido Esto es freestyle, no es escrito Yo no soy un mito, quiero ser leyenda canalito Pero mientras no Estaré humble, 
Rapeando así, nadando en lo hondo para poder encontrarme yo mismo Hay muchas veces que he caído solo en un abismo Y me he levantado por yo mismo Y le doy gracias a toda la gente que ha estado Ahora la hemos improvisado No sé de dónde tantas rimas me he sacado Pero como Jordan también la he clavado Y no hay problema DJ Give your handle for IG. Moja Humo, M-O-H-A, Humo, H-U-M-O, Moja Humo. Gracias. Gracias. DJ Wallach One, always banging on the beats. Thank Get you, Zero. Up. Thank Yo. you, Mondo. Yo, October El 10th. Latest Podcast. October 10th. Be there. Uh, can we give him the address if you have it? Uh, yes. Hand, uh, you handy, know what? Make sure. Oh, any... I... All right. Post it on our Instagram page. Um, let me go ahead and give everyone the address. It's going to be 7625 South Central Avenue, Los Angeles at the I IPR Center. We are celebrating Indigenous Peoples Day. We got Zero Velvu, Yahi Caliche, DJ Warlock One, Disease 84, Sister Century, DJ Jazzy Ho, and Sub One. We got music, vendors, food, art, our existence is our resistance yeah. october 10th this sunday the only place to be it's a free event right free event free event no mask required no vaccination card required everyone's welcome sweet wow we got food vendors we got uh, uh medicine vendors come through absolutely brother we came with it today thank you so much thank you warlock thank you now know everyone all you artists out there you guys have a voice. You guys have power. Collectively use your wisdom and talent and share your heart because now's the time. You know, people want to tell you how to live and kind of restrict you from making money at this point. You know, and we have to stay strong together as a community. Uh, I want to thank once again the brothers that came in here today, LA Natives Podcast. I want to thank the community that came today and listened to us live and had comments and was a part of our conversation here. Um, and we'll see you Sunday. Tonapi.